Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patented process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the show. My name is Dan. I'm your host. I'm your MC of agency rock stars because I get to take the stage with rock stars in the world of agency work. And today, is a little bit different. This episode isn't necessarily an agency owner who's a rock star. This is a person who helps agency rock stars do what they do uh, on the legal side of things. His name is Brian Bradley, and he is the founder of Bradley Legal Corp. Brian, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Dan, man, for having me on. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a little bit different than I think some people are used to. I don't, maybe not bore people so much with the law. I'm not your legal guru. Like, let's just get out of the way, you know? <laughs> So like I know about the law. I have a lot of cool accolades, you know, but I'm also big on, you know, success and helping people get their mind right. Yeah, I love that. And so like so I know of you. We've had other conversations before. So um I know Brian that you've got this like and and I'm going to read this from your LinkedIn uh business page cuz this is really good. You you help with asset protection, advanced strategic estate planning for self-made entrepreneurs, doctors, business owners, real estate investors, Etc. I love that self-made entrepreneurs because man, that's what agency owners are, aren't they? Yeah, and that's what I think a lot of like a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs, self-made individuals. They carry a lot of risk. They carry a lot of liability. You know, people are self-funding their retirement. You know, like investing in real estate or investing in you know small shares of LLCs. And so, as you grow, as you get more, as you're an agency representing people, you you got to also take a pause and look at what happens if things go belly up. What's going to happen if, if my investment implodes on me, something happens in my real, my real estate investment, how do I protect myself from this and from losing everything I work so hard to get? And that's what lifestyle preservation and asset protection is about. And so that, that's the business I got into from just being a, you know, high, high stake litigator. Like I started out in the trial field and just like watching this out of control legal system, turn people's lives completely around. You're like a Sue Happy Nirvana, I call it. Um, and that transition from me going into trial all the time to me protecting people's lifestyles through different legal mechanisms like LLCs, limited partnerships, offshore asset protection trust. I'm um, just mixing and matching what clients need, but I just want to see clients live happily even during the dark hours, because if you're investing, you're going to have some dark times. Lawsuits will come your way. It's a matter of how do we level that playing field for you? And when, when you're talking about, you know, all these like diverse investments, diverse, a diverse portfolio, um, that probably helps. But like, dude, it gets 2021 right now. Some people came through a really tough year in the last year. Is that what you've seen from some of your clients is like the last year has really screwed up a lot for them. So you're even finding new ways to help them. No, like, no, not in the sense of investments, because I think if you're a professional investor, you invest all the time, good times, bad times. Um, you understand the psyche of investing and what you're doing at. So you see most people, um, you know, like investing off of psychological panic. And that's, you know, there's, there's, that's a different type of show and episode on like what my clients are doing. Um, but 
and what I do on the legal side of it is typically just saying like, okay, let me evaluate your risk. Let me evaluate your business. Let me evaluate your life and the risk from there. And then see where you are on the sliding scale of how do I protect you? You know, like there's different levels, like LLC and insurance base level. Then as you grow, we scale your protection depending on what it is that you're buying, where your visibility is at, where your liability is at, um, and add different layers and sections. And the rest of it, like what I really like to do is I started doing a lot of keynote and personal life and business coaching is just making sure people's mindsets, right, to be able to be successful and not mess it all up. Sure. Because we do mess things up for ourselves, don't we? <laughs> oh, I think that, like that was a lot of my biggest loss was just not being mentally strong between the ears. You know, it's like, you know, being a man or a woman or a king and a queen, that has nothing to do with your age. You know, like there's a lot of children that are 70, 80 years old. And there's some adults that you'll find that are like teenagers, you know, really, you know, like being a king or queen of your life, it just comes down to, between, you know, between your ears and then managing the toxic dysfunction in your life a lot better. Gotcha. So, so let's, let's get into mindset a little bit. Um, you know, I, I picture our listeners being those agency rock stars. They are the kings and queens of their lives, they believe, but they also know there's things like imposter syndrome or other stuff going on in their lives. Um, let's talk a little bit about mindset. Where do you start with your folks that you're coaching? Yeah, I think that the the one thing that people need to first identify is like, can you like look yourself in the mirror and be like, who are you? You know, like, what is your role in this plan? Like, why are you here? Like, everyone has a gift. Everyone has a reason. And so you need to be able to identify that and then create a vision for yourself. Otherwise, you're just like the captain of a really cool ship or plane that has no destination. And you're just like drifting through this ocean, this vast ocean that's and you're being easily pushed and swayed around um, by other people. Um, you have to define the direction of your journey of life. And so, you know, and why are you on this planet? And to get your mind right, you know, like, and if you don't do this, the worst thing is, is other people will do this for you, like TV, movies, family members, friends. Um, and so you need to be able to be self-sufficient in yourself and not look at other people for validation. You know, like it's cool to, you know, feel worthy, to have praise and to get all these, you know, respect from other people. But at the end of the day, what happens if you don't get it? Then Great all of a sudden yeah. you start getting depressed or you start doing different things to be able to get the attention you want from somebody else versus saying, maybe I didn't need that attention from that person right now. And the only attention that I need is validation from myself because I don't need you to validate me. I have my own self-worth, you know? And so you need to have, you know, like the big R word, you know, responsibility. It's your responsibility to manage yourself and your happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, and you do, that's what king and queens are really good at, mastering their emotions. And the other part of it, which I was really bad of it at, with this, and it caused me to have a lot of failures and even a failed marriage, is managing the toxic dysfunction in your life. You know, like you have to control every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, month, and year of your life. And that involves who comes in and out of your life. Interesting. So, so when you say you have to control, you know, my mind kind of goes two places, right? Are you a control freak or are you just setting up boundaries and in, in this, like managing it? What's the difference between those two things? Can like, how does that work? Yeah. So it's a matter of who you let your, let access into your life. You know, it's like, okay. just, just because somebody calls you doesn't mean you have to pick up just because they invite you to go to dinner or a drink doesn't mean I have to show up. And the reason is it probably is a one-way relationship and hanging out with you doesn't make me feel really happy. You're not making me grow and stretch in any way. And so when you look at these relationships in your life, whether it's family or friends or high school mates, you know, whatever it is, 
sometimes people are just in your life for a season and you turn it into a long-term thing. And so it's our responsibility to look at, is this person here making me stretch and grow? And what position in my life? If you think of it as like circular different levels, everyone has a different priority spot in your life. Not everybody can be right next to you and not everybody should. And so you have to be able to manage those different levels and those different um, relationships in your life and be able to identify this is a seasonal stay. This is a long-term stay. And sometimes those things change, but it's your job to manage these relationships in your life. And it's not your job and responsibility to put it on to Dan. It's your job to make me happy today. Like sing and dance monkey. (laughs) Because because then if you don't, what's going to happen? I'm either going to make you upset or you're going to make me upset. And you wonder why there's so much toxic turmoil in your life. And so you got to be able to manage those. And, And a big key, I think, of that is um, understanding the distinction of um, what is it? Confidants versus constituents. You're like, not everybody is a confidant. You should only have like maybe three or four of those in your life. You know, like the people who are with you thick and thin, no matter what they know you, you don't ever have to think about, Oh my God, I'm so thankful Dan left because now I can like let it go and be myself. (laughs) You should just be able to be yourself around a confidant and not have to worry about it and never wait for them to leave. Um, um, What is it? Constituents on the other hand, will be confusing because they walk like a confidant, they sound like a confidant, but they're only there for you because of the missions are aligned. If they can get from point A to point B faster and ditch you, they're going to ditch you. Or once the job's over, they're gone. Mm -hmm. And so you need to understand there's a fine line between having confidants and constituents, and it's okay to let people go. They are just a seasonal stay. And really successful people or agents, you know, like when you're managing a business and people are coming in, is how you treat people and the people you give and grant access to in your life. And then that's going to elevate you. And as you elevate yourself, you're going to elevate the people around you. And a lot of it comes down to your mental presence. The, the word constituent makes me think of politicians, right? They have constituents. Yeah. Those constituents don't, aren't their confidants They They just come and go in their life. That's man. That's really good, Brian. Um, I also heard you tie happiness to growth. And what I heard you say was, if you don't make me happy, I don't need you in my life. And that like, that sounds really dangerous at first, but then you tied it to growth. You're challenging me. You're helping me grow. We're helping each other grow. That brings me happiness. Is that well, a fair it's, statement? Not, it's not your job or responsibility to make me happy. It's my responsibility to make myself happy. Most people do the opposite, especially in relationships and friendships and family if I'm not getting something from you and you're not the source of my happiness, there has to be something wrong with this because you're not doing your job. Mm. That's completely false. It's my job and my responsibility to take care of myself and my mental state and manage it. So I shouldn't be putting that burden on you because you have your own life problems going on, but a friendship and constituents and confidants or whatever, like confidants really in your close circle should be helping you stretch and grow in conversations. They should be helping you grow as an individual, spiritually, mentally. Um, you, you're playing off of each other. And whatever you say, you're having a rough day. I'm going to come to you direct like, hey, Dan, like this is what I see is going on. And we should be able to have a direct conversation about it. Most people are afraid and of those direct conversations because they don't get the validation. They're seeking for validating conversations. Yeah. And that's where it's, you got to have your own validation in yourself and your spirituality, and that's going to elevate you to grow. If you're always looking for it from somebody else for a different perspective, you're never going to stretch and grow. And you're just surrounding yourself with a bunch of, you know, um, constituents and even less than that, people who should be outside of your associates, you know, like outside of your sphere, four or five degrees removed. 
Yeah. Well, um, when you work with folks and then we'll, we'll think about agency owners, right? These agency rock stars that we're talking to. Um, if I'm an agency owner, how do like, what's the first step in making those divisions between my confidants, my constituents, my associates, maybe my employees, how do I begin to draw those lines? Yeah, I would say like a really good one. And I did it for my own practice, you know, and my own personal life is sit down, draw like, you know, seven different circles, you know, small. And that's basically like you and if you're spiritual God, or if you don't believe in God and you have like some sort of like other spirit, whatever, like that it's, that's that role, you and your spirituality, that's your center of your universe. The next one out would be, you know, like your spouse. And then the next one out, your children. Then from there, it's, business associates, you know, and, and, you know, your confidants and you just layer people out. And some people may switch and change in layers as they come in and out, you know, like if you are a spouse and then you get divorced, they're going to have to be removed from a layer, you know? And so you have to identify all these people in their, in your life and identify what are the roles that they fill in there and put them in the right spot, because then I can dedicate the correct amount of time to those people and their needs and my business. And if you can't manage your time, you're going to always be drowning. And so all of this comes down to just better time management by identifying the roles that people play. And then you can divvy out whatever assignments you need professionalizing your business a lot easier. Sounds almost um, clinical, uh, but like if, if I'm struggling with, it sounds too clinical, I want more empathy. I want to see them as humans. How do you reconcile that? There's nothing wrong with someone coming to you with a problem, but not everybody's problems are mine to solve. Mm-hmm. And so like, I only have so much time in a day. I have to be able to budget my time properly. And that also means I can't take the weight of the world on my shoulders and constantly drown in other people's toxicity. It's again, it's my job to manage my happiness. Yeah. And so like, you have to guard it because your, your minutes and your seconds are very valuable. And how you spend them will have a direct correlation on the rest of your day and your productivity. Mm-hmm. And so just because I have an open door policy doesn't mean I have time to hear you right now. Yep. You know, I may have to have a higher priority or you're on a lower priority than the other person that just came in. And that's not being rude. That's just time management. Yeah. Um, it's okay to say no. I hear Absolutely. You and that's the hardest thing because most <laughs> people are people pleasers and there's yeah. nothing wrong with wanting to please a person. Like I'm very you know, people orientated, but at the same time, I have no problem saying like, no, or I don't have time to deal with this right now. Or like, you know, and just prioritizing my time better. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back to something you said earlier too, Brian, um, <clears throat> you, you, you said something to the effect of when I look, when look in the mirror and ask yourself who you are, um, and, and, and why are you here? This kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and they talked a little bit about like finding what you're good at, this kind of thing. So the advice, follow your passion. Is that good advice or bad advice? Is that what we're talking about here? Or is something a little bit different? Passion can be different. You know, like you can be passionate about a bunch of things. Um, This takes a lot of deep reflection. You know, like it's almost like if you had, if money wasn't an issue, you had a billion dollars, would you be doing what you're doing? You know, and if not, why? Then why aren't you pursuing that? You know, like Mm -hmm. do your day job. That's cool. Um, But if you really want to be happy in life, find a passion, slowly build up that passion. Almost like Robert Kiyosaki, build it up over time. You know, then once your hobbies, which is your true passion, equal your salary, then you can quit your day job, Mm. you know, but there's no reason to not turn your hobbies into potentially try to turn it into a career. Um, So I would just say, identify deep down inside yourself, like, why am I here? 
at a core fundamental level. And those are questions people don't like asking themselves. But if you can ask those questions, then you find your true value, you're happier. And then you have a direction and a journey in life. And once you have that journey and that path, it's easier to stay on it and not be swayed by TV or movie stars or toxic people that come into your life. Now you have a stronger foundation. So much good insight for those agency rock stars listening, Brian. Uh, this has been absolutely incredible. I've got one more question for you that I ask every guest coming up here in just a minute, but um, I want to make sure that those who are listening are like, yes, I want more of this. Where can people learn more about you, Brian? Yeah, they can. For me on the legal side, they can jump on my website, www.btblegal.com. And that's for like the asset protection and, and law stuff. Um, if they want to talk to me about, you know, like coaching, they can just email me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N at btblegal.com. And then, you know, transition that into more like personal coaching. Um, and then I have great connections and affiliations with like the Tony Robbins program and and a bunch of like Dave Ramsey's for finance and mm-hmm. a bunch of other good ones like R.C. Blake's. I really like the Kingology, Queenology program with that. And it's a matter of like finding out what you need, where your life is, where your business is at, and then, you know, like putting the right clog in the right spot. Yeah. Awesome. Great stuff, Brian. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, I like to think about, think outside of the box a little bit, right? Is there anything that you've learned over the years or advice you've heard that seems counterintuitive at first, but has this massive impact on your business once you embrace it? Yeah. um, Take less to get more when you're Mm -hmm. starting out. I did it the opposite way. I was biggish and I had a lot of failing partnerships for, you know, um, and I learned, the best way to really attract great affiliations that are very powerful and you can learn the most from because education is the most valuable thing. And so um, take less, earn, show your value, then you can split the pie a little bit more later on down the line with the knowledge you gain by getting your foot in the door and learning from them, priceless. Great stuff. Brian Bradley with Bradley Legal. Thank you so much, Brian, for being a part of Agency Rockstars and for being a rock star to the Agency Rockstars, man. Thanks. No problem, man. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.